0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Thoughts and Talks with Tishni. My name is Tishni De Silva and I'll be your host for this mini-series. On Thoughts and Talks with Tishni, each week we'll talk to different guests about their experience and their perspectives on COVID-19. A huge thanks goes out to ORFM Dunedin for giving me this opportunity. So guys, first of all, I'll just introduce myself. So I'm a Sri Lankan Kiwi. So I was born in Sri Lanka and I came here at the age of eight. So I've been raised here and consider New Zealand my home. But I still have that immigrant background and can relate to international students' perspectives. So when I was chosen to be a general exec in 2018 in ICOM, which is the International Students Association at University of Otago, which overlooks other cultural clubs, it really gave me an awareness of the lives of international students. Then in uh, 2019, I was the vice president. (laughs) So I had firsthand experience communicating with international students from all over. I loved my time in ICOM and I thought it would be a fantastic opportunity to um have a guest from ICOM. So this year the president of ICOM has agreed to talk with me. Amazing. So thank you so much for joining me, Irina. Um this is Irina is ISIL, sorry. <laughs> How are you?
0: Hi, Tishne. Thank you for having me here. I'm really
1: excited. Awesome. So just introduce yourself. What do you do? Where are you from? Yep. Uh, so, hi. Yep. My name is <laughs>
0: Arina. For those of you who don't know me, I am currently the president of ICOM. I'm a Bachelor of Arts student in Psychology and Gender Studies. This is my final semester. I hope to graduate this December. Boop, boop. Uh, yep. So <laughs> done. <laughs> I am really passionate about sexual violence prevention and human rights. I am from Malaysia, but I've been to New Zealand since I was 10 years old, so I have made New Zealand my home. Mm -hmm. I can say that I have lived uh, biculturally. I am,
1: yeah, just excited to be here. Yeah? Yeah. 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 So, what is Malaysian culture like?
0: Uh, So, for me, I am... uh, So, my Malaysian culture... Um I resonate more with my Muslim culture I guess yeah, okay, yeah. so being a muslim in new zealand i uh like f- uh, obviously I wear the hijab and it's you know it's very um you can really see um on and, on, yeah and um well we pray and i think there's a lot to muslim culture that i just can't like mention in like a radio station yeah yeah
1: uh, <laughs> that's okay uh, um Yeah, so what made you want to be the ICOM president this year?
0: Yep, so it goes way back to last year during Mm -hmm. the Christchurch attack. Um, It was a really big impact on me because uh, I felt um, that it was towards my community. And after the Christchurch attack, I thought, hey, I feel like Muslims are misunderstood. So... That was when I stood up and I went out of my comfort zone. I started an online uh, uh, platform uh, on Instagram. I started writing articles for Education New Zealand, uh, being the ambassador for them. And after a while... um, it was an opportunity for me to run for OUSA. So the Otago Otago University Students Association and running for that means being the president of ICOM. Um, I knew that, you know, I had to represent the minorities in Otago and especially being a hijabi, that's more than of a minority, that Mm. is.
1: Mm. Excellent. Um, And... What were you looking forward to being the president? Because um, I was a vice president last year, and all the events were amazing. Like, I loved it. And there was just, like, parties, social events, and, yeah, like, events in general. So when COVID happened, obviously you can not do it. So how did that affect you?
0: Yeah, so we had well – well, I had so much planned for ICOM, obviously, because I'm really goal-driven. I want to achieve things. I have like visions of what I want. Yep. And I wanted ICOM to have this cultural platform. Um, But with COVID-19, there were a lot of cultural events that we couldn't have. Uh, For example, we wanted to do cultural weeks. uh, So it was... A week for each cultural club. For example, it's Japanese week, it's Samoan week, it's Hong Kong week. We only had the chance to do two cultural clubs before lockdown, so that was that was okay, you know. Um, we managed to do an online event after that. So trying to make you know make yeah, it happen. Yeah. yeah,
1: was it extra pressure to be uh, um, president during this, or do you think like? it was less pressure because you didn't really do, it, do any, like, events and stuff.
0: It was definitely more pressure on yeah. the advocacy side. I think people understand that I couldn't do events, but on the advocacy side, there were a lot of things that's, like, not in my job description. For example, like, advocating for offshore international students who are start. Uh, because of the borders closed, mm-hmm. um, so I really didn't expect that to happen. And also, um, w- there were a lot of advocacy on uh, financial um, financial hardships for international students because we do have like um, there are like specific issues on international students about like um, international fees mm. and having families back home uh, whose um like businesses had to shut down so they couldn't send money f- for their children i think that's um one of the biggest
1: impacts for international students uh, financially yeah definitely um now just getting back to your perspective and your experience how has doing uni work during lockdown affected you hmm so I used to be
0: the person who would, you know, go to the library, study, <laughs> just like every student, you know. Um, but after lockdown, I, I feel like it it's just changed everything about how I run things. Um, I, I, I think the biggest impact on me during lockdown was, that, was the uncertainty. Because, uh, so lockdown was, what, March? And I was supposed to go back to Malaysia in June. Um, And... It was really hard because I really wanted to go. I haven't been back for two years. My yeah. whole family is there. Yeah, I, and I felt so. I kind of blamed myself. I, sh- I should have gone last summer. You know, if I went last summer and I yeah. came back in time, yeah. and then lockdown, it's fine. I've already had my taste of Malaysian food. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was that was a hard thing. Um, the uncertainty because I wasn't sure. Can I can I go in like. Can I go back? Can I not go back? When is when does lockdown finish? Mm. Um, yeah, how did it affect my studies? Yeah, studying in my room was lonely. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm quite used to the background noise of the library. Seeing people uh, study makes me feel motivated as well. But like being in my own like space um, with having the Bed with the study table so close, you know, it's just
1: really distracting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, how did that affect your like mental health? Because I know a lot of people, like, who really, really struggled, um, you know, like had to go to therapy or stuff like that. Like, how did you manage that? Yep, so
0: yeah, it really impacted my mental health. I did uh, meet up with Uh, Someone at Student Health Which I really encourage anyone Who is experiencing um, Uncertainties Or just Mm -hmm. anxiety in general To meet someone Uh, It really helped me I had issues with my sleep Um, I found that even though I Went to bed at like 11, that's like my usual time Mm -hmm. My mind doesn't shut off Until maybe 4 or 5am Yeah, even though I I kept all the distractions out. I even wore a sleep mask and everything. Yeah. But it's just so hard because I keep thinking of all the uncertainties about the future. Yeah. yeah. So that's wow. that's pretty hard. Yeah.
1: And it does definitely doesn't help um, it being like a world, like a global pandemic. You know, like if it's just New Zealand, then we could just be like, oh, yeah, it's just New Zealand. But the whole world is so much uncertainty. Yeah. Um Yeah, how did you you keep your motivation, though? Like, you're still doing uni. You didn't, like, drop out or anything. How did you... (laughs) Thank God I did. (laughs) One more semester to go. No, exams to go.
0: Yeah, just final exams, though.
1: Um, But how did you keep your motivation? Well, during lockdown,
0: I feel like it was really hard for me to, like, motivate myself. Um, But my turning point for, like... Like, wake up or you know, that point was when I was one of the panelists for Silverline uh, Chats, which uh, was run by Silverline Otago, the mental health um, like uh, body for uh, university. And it was good that I had the chance to share to share my experiences. I felt understood and everyone else shared their experiences about what it's like for them. Um, and it was really a wake-up call reminding me that Everyone is going through the exact same thing, but in different ways. You know, mm. I might be feeling, I might be having sleep issues. I might be feeling unmotivated. I might be feeling, oh, uh, can I even be? Am I doing my job well? Like, um, could have done? Could I have been doing better for international students? But hearing other people sharing about how you know they miss being um, around their families during. Festivals and stuff, and um, yeah, re- hearing about the stories of international students, I think that's one of the things that I felt strongly for because I live here with my brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, for some international students, they come here on their own. And when lockdown happened, their domestic friends had to, uh, well, they left for their families, so like outside, they needed so. Um, can you imagine being alone in your flats just like over lockdown?
1: No. When you're
0: so, yeah, yeah when you're so used to like cooking with your friends, like cleaning with your friends, just being there with yeah. like presence suddenly locked down and that's, it's already isolating that you can't, you know, just go to like go to social events. There's, there aren't anyone in your home. Yeah. Yeah. So I think one of my, focus was looking after the international students who are feeling isolated during lockdown hearing about their financial issues and everything yeah it was definitely how did you manage that um
1: zoom or
0: yep so uh in terms of financial hardships we uh, I call. we did a survey about the application process of um, the Potia Taltoko hardship fund which was available for international students which I'm so grateful for um, you know good job Atago mm-hmm. um, and uh, in that application process uh, they, they were, they were and, sorry in that Survey. I did have a column where students can tell me any of their issues, whether mm-hmm. they want me to get back to them, mm-hmm. and, you know, just keep in touch with them. And a lot of them did. So I have been keeping in touch with uh, some students. And um, after months, I reached uh, reach out to them again, ask them, like, are you okay now? You know, did yeah. you receive their hardship Fund? And a lot of them did, which I'm really grateful for, yeah. you know. um. In terms of homesickness and everything, we uh, as ICOM we we had an online event called uh Cultural Club Takeover. Mm-hmm. So it was a Facebook event where cultural clubs can share their um, culture. So it mm. so we had music Mondays and Food Fridays, so mm-hmm. all the culture clubs they can share their recipes, they can share their TikToks, they can share their tutorials and everything. Oh, that was great. It was so much fun. Yeah. I I was like, there's some that's something I look forward to every day. Like, yeah. like yeah, like oh, who's posting today? Um, yeah, it was so much fun because we couldn't have cultural weeks mm-hmm. and we we kind of missed that diversity, you know, that cultural diversity
1: at uh, social events at Otago. So that was one way we did it. We made it happen. That sounds awesome. Um, going back to Silver Line, uh, still, like, people are experiencing, you know, like, depression or, you know. So can anyone join Silver Line and... Or do you have to be a certain age? Uh, so Silverline is a student-led uh,
0: movement at Otago. Um, so it's a event for students. Otago okay. uh, students, uh, Polytech Foundation Year. Yeah, basically anyone. Um, it, Yeah, it's usually run by UniCrew as well in conjunction. It's, you know, I really... I really respect Civil Line for what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, they just had their Civil Line uh, mini festival under Level 2. Um, oh, sorry. It was under Level 1. That's why they had... Yeah. Um, it Don't was, worry. It's like... So, <laughs> it's so confusing. Level 1, Level 2. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was about race, inclusion, and belonging. Um, it was such a good time to do it, don't you think? Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, with Christchurch happening last year and then the racism towards um,
1: Asians, Black Lives Matter.
0: Black lives matter yeah. So it was definitely a good um, thing to do. And they also had um, focused workshops around like Asian mental health, mm-hmm. um, men mental health. So yeah, I really encourage people to look at Civil Line.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn, I graduated last year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wish I had graduated this year. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did your tutors um, and lecturers show compassion during this?
0: Yeah, so during the first semester,
1: I had
0: three papers, three psychology papers. Oh no, two psychology papers and one gender studies paper. Um, one of my lecturers, um, the oh, I took psychology and legal context. Uh, my lecturer created a Facebook page where she only shared, like, memes and pictures <laughs> of dogs and cats. Like, no study material at all. It's just, like, memes, yeah. you know. Memes it are was, alive. <laughs> it was Yeah, it was <laughs> definitely something we needed, you know. Like, definitely. Uh, yeah, um, because usually in class she would, you know, they, they, she would make jokes and all. It's, like, a really wholesome class. And yeah. without that social interaction in class, we miss that and... I'm really glad she, she did it because I feel like I connected more with my classmates, like, there than, like, then actually going to class and, like, you know, yeah. class is just, like, you go, you you sit with those people, the person next to you, and yeah. that's it, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was fun. Aw, uh, that sounds so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> But which which did you like coming to uni every day, getting dressed, getting like putting makeup on uh, or just like being at home yeah. in your pajamas or whatever? <laughs> I think
0: everyone has two moods, like two distinctive yeah. moods. On Mondays and Tuesdays, I usually do that. Yeah. <laughs> but like after the rest of the week, I'm like, nah, I'll just wear my pajamas <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did I did miss like wearing makeup looking good you know just looking presentable Mm. um during lockdown like you know we did play with like makeup look at makeup tutorials and stuff (laughs) um it was definitely like a challenge as well to uh feel motivated when you're not you know really
1: taking care of yourself um so yeah How was it going back to uni? Like the first day after the lockdown and everything. Like, did were you scared? Were you hesitant to go to the library, or how did it feel? Yeah, so I can remember this very clearly.
0: That the first, the day before the first day of second semester, which is the day where everyone's, you know, lockdown's over, uni is back. uh, We're expecting everyone to have like. Uh, like physical classes again. Um, I remember that I posted an Insta story um, about feeling anxious about this. I uh, light a candle, you know. I had like lavender essential oils and everything, just like yeah. preparing myself. That okay, this is happening. I'm gonna meet so many people tomorrow. It's not, you know, I've done this before last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I felt quite anxious about that. I feel like. After so long not being around like humans in general Mm. and suddenly Mm. I'm gonna enter a class full like with like two hundred people. That's crazy, yeah. yeah. Um it's so foreign now. Um I yeah, so I used to study at a library, right? After the lockdown I realized that I couldn't Mm-hmm. Um, I tried. Like I went to the central library with my coffee, my keep cup, you know. Um, turned on my laptop and like start doing my assignments and I felt so distracted by everything around me. Like like even the small things like people walking around, like footsteps and it's just so loud. Mm, um yeah. yeah, and uh so that that I tried. I couldn't do it. So now I study at home. Yeah. 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 It was a really big
1: impact on like how I feel, how I concentrate now. Same. Mm. Um, When I go to the library, when I went to the library, some of my friends used to come and then we used to chat more than like doing work. So I usually just like studying on my own too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like how did lockdown change your perspective of living in New Zealand? compared to other countries like Malaysia
0: yeah so it's definitely changed a lot of things about um, well I'm really glad I'm in New Zealand that's one thing Mm -hmm. if I did go back during summer last year would I be able to get like would I be in New Zealand before lockdown I hope I did you Mm. know I think New Zealand, as compared to, like, other countries, we have good leadership. We are, uh, like, the Prime Minister was really clear and concise on, like, the communication stuff. Um, so that's good, right? Um, and we are doing so well right now as compared to other countries. We have, like, our own bubble. Um, and I'm really happy that I'm here. Um Did you ask about what I learned during lockdown? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I learned to slow down, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I used to be so goal driven. Like every month, I have like a weekly planner, a monthly planner, and I know like this month I'll achieve this. This week I'll achieve this. Today I'll achieve this. But during lockdown, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be able to have this checklist where every day I would just get things done and feel good about myself. Uh, sleep, uh, you know, in bed, but because of lockdown, that's, I think that's what had caused me the sleep issues. I felt like slowing down was what, yeah, so slowing down was what I learned. I felt that it's okay that, you know, um, that I'm taking a while to understand this. Uh, it's okay that, you know, I can't go back to Malaysia. It's fine. I can go back next year. Maybe we'll see, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's just um, putting it just, you know, a- allowing me to just be instead of like planning things and forcing myself to follow it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people feel the same. Yeah. 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 If you could turn back time, go to 2019. How? What, seems like ages <laughs> away, right? Yeah. What would you do differently? What would I have done differently? Would you go back to
0: Malaysia? Yeah, I'd probably do that. Yeah, <laughs> yes. like I haven't been back for two years. I should have done That's that. That's crazy. Like some... You
1: haven't seen your family for two years. Yeah,
0: um, I mean, I could have gone during summer, but, you know, my. My plan was to, like, work, and I, I did it, I did, you know. Um, but, you know, I kind of miss being there and, like, having friends and family around me because it's so lonely here being yeah. on your own with just your brother, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I probably have done that. And uh, I maybe would have, like, prepared myself more for, um, like, understanding about how, you know... Um, Like health stuff and like immigration stuff, and yeah, because that was really important for the international rep role. Are you gonna
1: go back after uh, everything's done?
0: Oh, I don't, that's the thing, the time has passed. So now, (laughs) so now I'm like focused on like getting a full time job, which Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm I'm looking for right now. And um, when the borders are open, I'll probably go back, but it wouldn't be like Straight
1: away. It's open. Yeah, go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So probably take some time to like... What were the stories that you heard um, from international students struggling during this?
0: Yeah, so I think there were so many stories. But one of the most impactful ones would be um, there was a student who couldn't go for, couldn't have like her uh, monthly checkups at the hospital because she knew she couldn't pay the bills so uh, I think that's really it's really sad, you know, because yeah, uh, yeah, because health is a necessity, but yeah. she couldn't pay that because oh she knew God. that her parents are struggling back home because um uh they had lost a family business, so they had to like reduce her um expenses,
1: so yeah, that's
0: yeah one of oh, the wow. like saddest things
1: that I've heard, wow, that is horrible. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're running out of time, so <laughs> thank you so much, Irina. Thank you, Dishni. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> anyway, th- all the best for your exams. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll graduate. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. you're going to graduate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, So excited for you. Yeah, thank anyway. you. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you guys for listening in to the episode... Uh, the second episode of Thoughts and Talks at Tishni. can't wait for you guys to hear the upcoming episodes with some fabulous guests, so stay tuned and goodbye for now.
0: This podcast was produced by Or FM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.